You're listening to John's Cast, an unofficial fan podcast about the greatest Australian football team, the Essendon Bombers. My name is Jamie. And I'm Nick. And mate, I saw you on the TV last night. Yeah, mate, little cardboard cutout of me uh, just below Sheeds, I believe. So, got me oh, 0.15 seconds of fame there. So, now it'll be that'll be good. I'll, uh, no, it's good to good to be part of the game. Yeah, well, I did. Uh, I needed to pause to actually scan and find you, but I was glad I did. And uh, yeah, we'll post that on our Twitter feed later on. <laughs> Uh, what a great win it was for the Bombers. Uh, you know, we've got some disappointing news about Jake Stringer, but fantastic win, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It was an uh, absolute cracker of a game. I mean, uh, Collingwood jumped us early, so they got the first three goals. Um, and look, I don't know if Essendon were spooked by the recent COVID cases in Victoria, but we were definitely maintaining our social distancing measures. No one was within a couple of metres of their man or, or even the ball for that matter. Um, and to make matters worse, as the rain started coming down, we were pretty fumbly while the Pies seemed to be playing with a dry footy. So, no, it was a great game in the end and, yeah, really glad we got up. Yeah, I, I was a bit concerned, especially at the start of the game. I think at one stage, I think Wayne Kerry said it was like something like ridiculous, like 45 possessions to three. And I thought, how could that be, you know, like... Um, you know, are we out there? Or are we not paying them any respect? Or, you know, but somehow, uh, we worked our way in, and you know, by quarter time, you know, it scores a level. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really good to fight back. I thought um, Philip started really well. You know, he he contested well in the ruck. Like he was really physical against Grundy, um, and he was having some important punches, like and and touches in the back line as well. Like just just forcing the ball forward and. Um, look, you know, as we started to get a bit, bit of momentum, um, it was sort of disappointing. Smacked, smack missed that goal um, from the boundary there where he was uh, sort of manhandled in the ruck. Um, but then, you know, it was great for us to get on board with that goal from Parrish. Um, and then, like, about 15, 20 seconds after that, Smack did get, get a goal. He just used his body really well um, and sort of read the bounce perfectly to to kick our second goal. So, um, yeah, I thought that was really good. And then our third goal came after a bit of weaving magic from Ham, um, who kicked it to the goal square, and Zaharakis uh, took that mark and, and kicked it through. So we were uh, all square at the end of the first. And, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was actually really good. Um, that You know, while we got jumped early, our back line did stand up. And everyone seemed to keep their structures, which is uh, something we're definitely guilty of uh, falling away from when things aren't going our way. And there, there seemed to be a real focus on, you know, being physical and um, that's at the man and the contest and getting the ball forward with little taps and kicks, which um, which I think really helped in not allowing Collingwood to lock us down, you know, like Carlton did the week before. Yeah, well, I thought that... The work of Dylan Shield in close was uh, very noticeable, and Andy McGrath started much better than the Carlton game. So uh, we still were a bit prone to just bombing it forward, but we were erring and not bombing it too high. And it gave the little blokes a bit of a chance, and we saw AMT and Snelling trying to get involved early. 
Yeah, that was that was really good. Um, I thought actually, um, you know, Snelling in particular had a really good game, and like Tipper, you know, he ended up having like seven tackles or something for the game. So, and kicking a couple of goals is also, um, yeah, obviously really important for us. And you take that any day as a small forward. So, um, yeah, look, it was it was good. Like as we went to the second quarter, you know, Jakey Stringer kicked those two goals. Um, and I, I thought his like even early on like his phys- physicality in the contest was great, um, like you know getting into the the center bounces and sort of bursting away there. And after um, after he kicked those two goals, it just looked like we were we really started to lift and get that pressure up with everyone sort of laying tackles and it looked like we had more players getting to the contest. That sort of real uh, ferocious mentality to uh, basically swarm the ball and get it going our way. And I thought um, while he wasn't clunking them all night, I thought Lav was really promising. He kept leaping at everything and got to plenty of contests, and that was all over the ground. Like I saw him quite a number of times at the um, half-back line. And McGrath, as he said, he was really good as well. He's just continuing to get the ball forward and um, you know using those hips to get out of trouble and um, give us a, a uh, forward option. And uh, yeah, look, Ridley... Ridley started uh, to get really good there as well, where he's just got clean hands and um, his disposal efficiency is just brilliant. He like just pinpoint passes to um, to really help us break the lines uh, of Collingwood. Uh, we got out a couple of goals in front in that second quarter, but uh, what I really loved the last well minute or so of the play, Collingwood had it and they were trying to get forward. I just love the defensive pressure we applied on that wing. There's about three or four times they tried to you know, break through that wing and there was players like Saad and uh, I think uh, Ridley and McGrath who just harassed and harassed and you know, Collingwood couldn't get it past the wing and it was just really pleasing and I felt the players would have taken a lot of confidence out of that. Yeah, definitely. and I think that's that's a really key word that harass like we didn't let them get comfortable uh in the game all night i thought um you know with the tackles and then yeah just blokes getting around the the footy they knew as soon as they got it they were they were either going to get pinged or um had someone on them so they had to sort of rush their their kicks so um no i think that definitely helped us um you know going to that halftime break with with a lot of confidence and then, like we saw that that first clearance uh, from the third quarter, you know, Stringer just uh, got it moving our way and uh, got it to Ham, I think, and then Snelling and Snelling just kicked an absolute beauty to hit Tipper up on the lead, and you know, kick is gonna uh, Tipper's gonna kick those all night and got our six. So it was a really nice, clean bit of play to um, to really get us going in that third quarter. Yeah, I was just gonna jump in and say uh, we should mention that. Uh, Bruce McAvaney and uh, Brian Taylor and, to a lesser extent, Wayne Carey. I thought it was really poor how they targeted Jake Stringer on his appearance. And, uh, you know, I know you know, they're, they're there as commentators, but I feel, you know, they've got to be careful to the public as well because the way they were shaming uh, Jakey about his body, uh, they've got to remember young people watch this and... You know, if they're uh, targeting elite athletes, 
um, are looking a bit pudgy. You know, imagine you're carrying excess weight yourself, and you know, I felt that it was pretty poor. Yeah, but you know, as they say, the the best way to to shut the the commentators up is to have a good game, and Jakey Stringer definitely did that. He, you know, even if he was carrying a carrying a bit, which you know, I, I think he's just a powerfully built player. Um, so. He obviously performed really well on the night for us, and that um, that bulk he's got around the hips um, definitely helped him um, break away from the the contest and smash a few bodies on the way. So, yeah, I don't think it it uh, it stuffed with uh, Jakey too much, but uh, I think you're right there. It's definitely a bit of uh, I don't know whether it's tall poppy syndrome, but uh, they do need to be careful with their comments. But look, um, you know, in, in other good news, like Phillips was really good in the ruck, I thought. Um, I love that clever clever tap on the wing there to Snelling, uh, who hit Townsend beautifully in the forward line. Like, I know Town missed the goal, but it was just a really good bit of ball movement uh, that kept us going forward. And it's those sorts of forward entries that we've really not had as Bomber fans. Like, we've sort of bemoaned it um, that, you know, we're usually putting it on Tipper's head or something like that. So I thought Snelling's um, like ball use going to the forward line was was actually really clean. Yeah, and I, I loved uh, Towns' intensity on the night. He, The way that he tackled it, gee, you can see him set up and he almost rugby tackles the way that he, you know, he puts his head down and charges the player. And, uh, yeah, I reckon if he gets you right, uh, you'll know about it. Yeah, well, he does have a, a rugby background um, so I think he definitely uses that. And as you say, he just lines them up and, and smashes them, which is just uh, great. And again, it's that perceived pressure where if blokes get smashed by a Townsend, um, they get a bit wary of when they get the ball, um, thinking, oh, crap, am I going to cop it again? Uh, which makes them rush their kick and helps, uh, helps us, um, you know, mop it up and get it going our way. So I've, like definitely pressure acts like that are super important. So, and I thought um, even though he didn't rack up a lot of the ball, uh, Townsend, um, like he had two shots of goal, so he kicked one and and missed the other. But that's the sort of stuff we brought him into the side for, in my point of view. That those pressure acts to to get other teams, um, you know, worried about their disposal going out of our forward line. Yeah, well, I think he played a defensive role on Darcy Moore and. Darcy Moore started the season so well, and due to the Bombers not having a lot of key forwards, it allowed someone like Townsend to actually uh, make sure that Darcy Moore wasn't just winning a one-on-one contest. Uh, Darcy Moore had to be careful once he did get the ball, uh, how he used it, because uh, Towner was just just uh, going to keep him honest all night. Yeah, absolutely, and... I suppose just on the the note of players that um, you know maybe don't get a, a huge amount of the footy, I thought Hibbard was actually really good, um, especially in that third quarter. He, he really used his body to impact some of the contests and uh, provided options in defence to link up with players up the ground. And you know Hooker, he he started to really take control in that backline, uh, especially in that third quarter where he, he took some important marks and. Make some important punches too. And uh, I don't know if you've heard, Jamie, but word is that after the game, Mason Cox didn't even need a shower because Hooker had given him a bath. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I think uh, in the third quarter, deep into the third quarter, Mason Cox hadn't had a touch, so uh, he was definitely munching on donuts. But um, <laughs> yeah, I did like uh, the way that uh, Hurley and Hooker uh, squared up on the night because I felt like that's what we would come to expect, uh, the two generals uh, directing down back. And then you got Ridley and Saad and Redmond and, to a lesser extent, Gleeson, you know, really you know, patrolling down back, and you feel almost confident. That's definitely our strongest line, the back line, and, um, you know, they're, they're forming a really good chemistry down there. Yeah, definitely. And I just got to say, like, I mean, last week we were sort of thinking, oh, geez, because, uh, look, both Hooker and Hurley didn't play great games last week. Um, but I'm I'm happy to say, look, they, they definitely proved me wrong. I thought they were sort of showing their age last week, but they turned back the clock against Collingwood. They both looked really good. I thought um, Hurley, he killed Majacek. Um, Majacek didn't have an impact on the game at all. Um, and obviously Hurley racked up enough of his own ball. He had 17 disposals in the end and um, obviously pretty important for us. So, um, yeah, as you said, our, our twin towers down there, along with our other backs, um, yeah, really important players for us. And it was um, really good they stood up because Collingwood kept peppering at the goals in that third quarter. But thanks to our pressure and look, there was a kind bounce and a an even kind of goal review decision, which was oh, it was spot on for my mind. Um, you know they couldn't capitalise on it. Yeah, I think that uh, decision on Dugowie's kick, uh, you know, being declared as would have hit the post, which I, I agree with, but. Maybe because I'm a Bomber fan, um, yeah. I saw it that way. But to me, it was definitely doing a leg break back to the post. So, um, and yeah, I know we're going to touch on it soon on that last quarter. If Collingwood supporters want to bring up that bloody goal, um, they can have a look at that free kick against Will Snelling, uh, supposedly a dangerous tackle. And I saw today the AFLs come out and declared that was a wrong decision. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that was really stood out. Um, and obviously we saw the blatant Trelaw throw, uh, a double-handed pick-up and throw, and uh, that was missed by the umpires as well. So to me, Collingwood had about... I know they don't have to be exact, but uh, they had, I think, 21 free kicks to 10, and that's a big difference in the game. Yeah, but... Yeah, we were better side on the night, so we'll um, we'll we'll take the win. Um, but look, I just wanted to say, like from that third quarter, um, like I know I've spoken about Phillips before, but he took a really big mark in front of Cox, um, which I thought was massive for us. You know, like one thing we've we've said about Bell Chambers is he, he's just not able to give us much around the ground anymore, and uh, one of those things that he was previously able to do for us is give us that release kick. Um, as we're coming up, I mean, if our players are all getting manned up on, um, I suppose the the safe option is to sort of kick kick down the line to a taller marking option, at least make it a contest. And um, I thought Phillips did that really well, like took that big strong grab and um, kept it going our way. And he was just really up and about. Um, and then, like, how good was that crumb goal later on from Tipper? You know, he just. Uh, picked up the footy from a crumb and 
made that deft snap of the of the left, and it was just brilliant. And then a, a nice mark to Stringer on the 50 with a minute to go in the third, and he, he just kicked straight, had us up by 27 points going into the fourth quarter. And look, we, when we were doing our uh, predictions for the side and even uh, when we were reviewing the side named, uh, I think we were both scratching our head a little bit, especially on Snelling, who probably survived the cut. But I've got to give credit where credit's due, and he was fantastic on the night. And uh, Braden Ham, 420 metres gained. That's massive for a young bloke. And, you know, we both said he looked a little bit um, out of his depth the week before against Carlton. But as I said, he's a young player and he, he was playing his first game in the seniors for a while. So uh, we, we should be forgiving. And he really came up in spades, especially in that third and fourth quarter of the game. Yeah, definitely. And I'll... Uh... You know, that's two more slices of humble pie I'll have to uh, swallow down there, mate, because I had them out as well. But uh, both of both of them uh, you know, proved me wrong. They were um, both really important. Um, you know, Snelling, just his pressure around the ball all game and obviously Ham with his run and uh, his kicking. I thought his kicking probably wasn't as uh, impactful as it has been in other games. He sort of tend to bomb it more as opposed to hitting up those targets. But it was um, just a really good performance for him. Like, and even in that fourth, he he just seemed to have like a lot more run than other players. So his fitness base must be really good. So um, definitely looking forward to, to him developing as a player in the years ahead. Well, I remember actually uh, just before he was drafted, him and uh, Sam Walsh were rated uh, two of the fittest players from the under-18 comp. So we shouldn't be surprised that he's got a really good tank. And I felt he gained a lot of confidence from the third and fourth quarters. The way he was playing out the game, he was uh, pushing his way into the votes, I thought, because he really worked overtime and he was playing with real dare. He was you know, taking the ball and backing himself, you know, running through packs and... Yeah, that's really pleasing to see. So hopefully you can build on that as the season goes ahead. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, to wrap up, rack up 15 disposals, uh, make a couple of tackles, that's a pretty serviceable game from a, a bloke on the wing and uh, with Snelling. Like, he got 16 disposals and laid, like, a pretty huge six tackles as well as all the other pressure acts he was involved with. So, no, nah, just a really, um, really good game from both guys, both those guys. And... Look, as the fourth quarter got going, um, we got a really clean clearance and ideally would have loved to see Tipper kick that goal. I mean, he'd kick that nine times out of ten, but just uh, misjudged it on the night. Um, and like that, those sorts of misses can really hurt you because it went down the other end like really quickly and Stevenson kicked his third of the match to edge the pies a bit closer. And then, yeah, as you sort of mentioned before, that, that dangerous tackle call on Snelling, it was ridiculous. Like, it was a perfect tackle. And, you know, obviously Collingwood got a goal out of it. So that was pretty disappointing. Um, but, you know, you can't cry over spilt milk. So I really liked how the Bombers just, you know, kept their minds focused on the game. Um, we sort of saw last week against Carlton, a few of our players were bemoaning the efforts of the umpires or the, the calls or non-calls of the umpires, well, you're never going to change the umpire's decision. Um, 
generally I've, I've not really seen it very often um if at all so i thought it was really good they just focus on the footy um and the contest yeah well i thought the player that stood up most in that last quarter was uh dylan shield he was everywhere in that last quarter and he's just willing us forward and i thought it was really fitting after a huge tackle by phillips shield snapped what would be the match winning goal in a way because that just deflated Collingwood, and I thought that's a just reward for a really good game for Dylan Shield. Yeah, definitely. I mean, 29 disposals and five tackles, that's that's a really good effort by him. Um, like, we know we, we know he's uh, a pretty good accumulator of the footy, but I think, like, those tackles speak, uh, speak for a lot. And seven clearances, 570 metres gained, that's a, that's a bloody good night. Uh, by any standards, so um, yeah, absolute ripper of a game from him, um, and you know one one for me was uh, you know Sardi. I thought he was so good all game. I just love seeing him use his speed to cut the lines and his ability to get a fist in to kill the ball. I just think it's so important for us in a few contests, uh, you know, all game, but definitely in the fourth there we he just managed to get that fist in. Um, Otherwise, Collingwood might have been running in for another shot at goal. Yeah, and I really love the form of Jordan Ridley. Geez, come on, this boy. He's, as you said, he's kicking his elite, but he's got a real. He's a real competitor now, and you know you feel pretty assured. And I heard on the commentary like he's 195 centimeters tall, so he's definitely almost key position height. And you know he, he might not have the frame to play centre half back or anything, but he's just so valuable as a uh, link-up player, and he actually will stop his opponent as well. So uh, let's hope the club really sticks with him because if he continues like this, he's going to be a top-10 player for us by the end of the year. Yeah, it's 185, isn't it, Jane, or is it? I thought I heard Bruce say 195. Can you check that? Yeah, I should. I'll check it, but, um, yeah, look, either way, he's, he's growing in stature today. Uh, Day by day, but um, yeah, look, you know, going back to um, like some of those efforts, like how good was that tackle from Townsend on on Moore? Like he just um, smashed him to the ground and like just grabbed his arm so he couldn't get a handball out, uh, and then obviously kicking the goal was super important for us at that stage of the match. Um, yeah, I think it was just reward for his efforts all night. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean. It just it just showed our our willingness to fight until the end, which I think is really important for us. Yeah, and look, the way that the boys played the game, maybe we should have given them a bit more grace for that four day break where they were imposed on uh, having isolation and not being able to train. Um, I know we had a poor night and the one point loss probably flattered us, but uh, I I did hear Hooker after the game mentioned that and he felt like the four days was just too long to be sitting around so maybe you know we're not that far away from winning all our games and we haven't really given him enough scope on that on that result but mind you i think the carlton loss it did feel like a bigger loss than the one point didn't it yeah especially when it's against the old old enemy mate um always going to be disappointed with those and yeah look you're right so jordan ridley 195 centimetres. It's a very handy 
um, height to have back there. And he's he's got really good run and obviously super skills. So that's a, you know, once he further develops his body to a bit of a stronger frame, that's going to be a scary prospect for anyone to deal with, I'd imagine. Yeah, and one of the disappointing things, as we know now, is Jakey got injured uh, right near the end of the game, and he'd been immense all night, and you know it was really deflating to see him walking around in the moon boot after the game, and we learnt today that it was a, uh, one of those injuries. What, what's the injury called, mate? Uh, syndesmosis or uh, something like that. It's um, Yeah, syndesmosis. Is the injury there, James? So, um, bit of an injury to his to his ankle there, I believe. Yeah, well, that's going to be a huge loss for us. And I did hear uh, it can be a three month injury. The club's obviously hoping it'll be less than that. And I've heard reports say, you know, up to four weeks is uh, sometimes manageable. So that's going to be disappointing. And I do hear Jake won't be travelling to the Gold Coast with us. So, uh, Jakey will be staying home. Yeah, I think, well, six to eight weeks is uh, is what a lot of people are going by. But, yeah, in any case, to miss anywhere between one and three months of footy is going to be massive. So, let's hope we can get him up as as quick as possible because he was a super player for us on the night. He's a super player for us every week, really. He's just so dangerous and so powerful. So... Let's hope we can uh, get him back soon. But like in that contest that um, yeah, Jakey got injured in, like that was a, a big grab from Langford. Um, I thought there. So he, um, you know, with three minutes to go, you know, and Collingwood really, really pressing, but uh, we ended up getting it down our end, and, and Langford took that big grab. And I thought, I thought, it, you know, he he's got such a cool head in him, Langford. He he just took his time, took his full measure. And while he didn't kick the goal, like that was almost beside the point. He took the heat out of the game and um you know, kicked it into a uh you know, contested position for us. Um and then, you know, as we started to try and lock it into our our forward fifty, uh, Phillips's pressure around the goal square was just brilliant. Like he contested well against Grundy when we had that ball up. And he tackled Adams, and really, it should have been holding the ball. Um, but the ball got got spilling to the ground, and that's where Shield picked it up and kicked that goal. Yeah, that was a great moment. There was a lot of fist pumping going on at my house uh, <laughs> yeah. after he kicked that one. That was uh, fantastic, and kind of got the sense that you were home. Uh, you know, it's our wins against Collingwood are few and far between, it seems, and um, I thought you know everything was set up for them to win today, but uh, last night, but uh, somehow we made a way, and we you know really controlled that game after the first ten fifteen minutes of the of that first quarter. Yeah, definitely. As uh, like even John Worsfold mentioned at the end of the game, like we always knew, like Collingwood aren't a rubbish side, like. They're a really good team and they were always going to have periods of the game where they were going to take control. But we definitely um, maintain dominance for longer periods of match, uh, which really, uh, really helped us um, weather the storm when, when Collingwood really started coming at us. And uh, yeah, it was just great to get away with a win. Um, you know, ended up winning by 15 points. Um, 
seven goals, six forty-eight. Collingwood to our ten goals, three sixty-three. So, yeah, I just thought it was a really great effort from all the boys, and um, it was a real team effort, which was pleasing to see. We we weren't relying on you know individual brilliance or uh, anything like that. So, nah, just a great effort by all. Now, should we be concerned about the form of David Zarakis? We we know he struggled to work into this season. But last night, yeah, he did kick that goal, but he's had two disposals. That's uh, unheard of. And for a bloke that played the whole game, uh, starting to see one of our better players over the last decade uh, really struggle at the back half of this, or the first half of this season. Yeah, it is disappointing. And look, I, I know we're, uh, I suppose a lot of Essendon fans are, are pretty hard on him. Um, because he is, he's a senior body. He is capable of so much, uh, but he's just not been able to deliver on the park. So, um, look, I'm, I'm really hoping he can turn it around. He can be such a damaging player for us. Like he's, he's actually got really good disposal when he's on song, but um, he just hasn't been able to, you know, to have elite disposal means nothing if you're not getting the pill. So, it's, um, yeah, I, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's not lack of effort. He'd be definitely uh, putting his his hardest in every every day of the week, and we know how hard a trainer he is. Um, but just not getting the results on the park. So, look, it's it'll be an interesting one whether the club back him in to uh, you know get it right, or whether we go look. You know, we've now had four games where you haven't performed at the level required. Um, you know, does he does he need to take a rest? But the difficulty with that is, you know, there's no VFL to go back to. Yes, we're doing the scratch matches, but uh, it's it's not the same as a full competition. I mean, we had twelve on twelve the other week, so it's obviously not ideal. Uh, but what do you reckon, Jane? Yeah, like as I said, he's been one of our better players over the last decade. He, you know, in that time, he's won a best and fairest and. You know, he's been a player that, you know, we have come to rely on. And, you know, we've talked about his, you know, classic goals you know, against Anzac Day and also the one against Carlton. He used to be a real damaging wing-wing who could hurt you on the scoreboard. But I don't know what it is, whether it's pressure, father time, just not sure, but he's definitely down on confidence and, you know, I know. You, I think he was added back into the leadership group, wasn't he, this year? Yeah, he, he was, and I, I think that's on the back of like he is such a hard trainer, and he he really he's one of those players that sets the standards at the club for what you need to do in your training. Like it's not just going through the motions; you you're doing this training to make sure that you are up to speed for the game. Um, so he's a you know a lot of the players said like he's he's really taken them under his wing and been a real great mentor for their development. Which is great, but you know you need to perform yourself as well. So, um, look, obviously, as you get older, um, you know you don't have that same zip. Uh, so he's he doesn't have that same pace he, he used to have, and I'm I sort of wonder whether he's a bit of a victim that we don't have like a clearance bull like a um, like a Jay Watson anymore. I mean, obviously. If you get a Joe Watson in there, he can get in and under, find the pill and dish it out to you on the wing. 
to to run forward with the ball, well, you're not going to get as much of it, and you've got to go find your own pill, which I think is, um, you know, hasn't been one of his greatest strengths. But um, look, it'll be interesting whether he continues to play in the best 22. I mean, on talent, you'd say he is best 22, but on output, you, you I don't I don't see how you could argue the case there. Yeah, well, I think the club has made the decision to try and get Raz back into this season, playing him down back. And I think um, that was Zaharakis, the uh, same thing could have been done there, you know, where they've used him as an extra runner down back. But with uh, Connor McKenna, you know, almost certain to come back, you know, I, I don't think David's going to get that chance on a half-back flank. He's going to have to win the ball on a wing and, you know, I don't think he can be a overly dangerous forward, but uh, he could possibly play on a half forward flank and, you know, help up the ground a little bit. But yeah, it'll be very interesting if the club continues with David. Like, you know, two two possessions is you know, unheard of for a senior player if they're not injured, and he doesn't appear injured. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I don't want to bash David because, as I said, he's been a great. Essendon player, but uh, it is concerning seeing his form drop off so much. Definitely, but just um, talking about Fantasia there, like while he didn't have huge numbers, like he had nine possessions in the end, um, but I actually thought he got into the game really well. I think it is a a really good move. You know, if he's not 100% on form, um, he's still getting those important touches and he's starting to move pretty freely and get a bit of get a bit of pace. No, he hasn't had those streaming runs, you know, where he's taken a few bounces and kicked a goal or whatever, but he's definitely getting involved in the game, which I think is really pleasing to see. All right, well, I think uh, we'll have a break, and then after the break, we'll come back with our Doncast medal vote. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Doncast. Mate, there was a lot of good performers on the night. Uh, which votes did you go with? Yeah, look, um, you know, last week we were saying, geez, it's it's hard to pick pick blokes to give a vote to, and you know, this week it was almost like trying to choose your favourite child. It's um, you know, uh, trying to find blokes uh, who to give the votes to. Uh, there were some, you know, in my in my votes, there's definitely some blokes who missed out that were very stiff because they had very good nights. Uh, but you know, we've uh, we can only got only fit five in there, and uh, yeah. So if we um, yeah, if you don't mind me starting with mine, James. Um, yeah, go for it. So I had uh, I gave one vote to Kale Hooker. I thought he was just so important for us, particularly in the third and fourth quarters. Um, you know, as I said before, gave Mason Cox a bath and, um, yeah, it was just a real general down to defence, like taking some grabs and getting a fist in. Uh, it was just really important for us. Uh, two votes I gave to Mr. Dependable, Adam Sard. I thought, you know, he's, his run and, and carry, like out from the halfback into our forward line was really important. And again, he was a really good uh, in defence where he, Got that fist in, or um, later, later tackle here and there. I mean, like he got eighteen disposals himself. 
um, laid two tackles and, you know, 245 metres gained um, off the back line. That's that's pretty good, I reckon, and uh, another good game from him. Uh, the three votes I gave to big Andrew Phillips. Um, he was so big for us in the ruck. Like, obviously, Brody Grundy, he's a he's probably the number one, if not equal to the number one ruckman in the competition. Um, so he was always going to give up a bit in that ruck contest, but he kept at it all game, and he was really physical and used his size and agility to um, really make sure uh, Grundy earned every contest. Um, and, you know, I've sort of mentioned it, you know, before where he got around the ground for us and uh, made some important uh, punches and um, that those tackles. Um, you know, he, he laid five tackles in the end. And for a ruckman, that's huge. Um, yeah, got 11 disposals. I, I thought it was a really, really big game from our big man in Phillips. Now, the the top two votes were really hard, um, but I gave my four votes to Dylan Shield. Um, as we mentioned before, 29 disposals, five tackles and a goal. That's an absolute ripping effort. And you're right, James, like he was really big for us, particularly in the fourth. And his, his run and carry is just super for us. But, you know, his ability to get the clearances. So we got seven clearances in the game. 570 metres gained, um, an absolute ripper. But for impact, I mean, I know Jakey Stringer only got the 10 disposals, but uh, he got my five votes, you know, kicking three goals, and they were important goals too. They weren't uh, freak ones around the body. Um, you know, there were there were marks or, um, you know, came from contests, and um, he laid seven tackles himself. Uh, which is huge. So to get you know, a couple of clearances as well, I just thought his impact all around the ground was um, really important. So he got my top votes. How did you see it, Jane? Yeah, as, as you said, it was very hard to pick players this week who to leave out because uh, this time there was a number of players that could easily have got votes. And um, yeah, I guess in the end, I, I went one vote Adam Saad. I thought he was really important on the night. Uh, he, you know, I think the ball was more, uh, wasn't as much down the pie's back line as um, to, for him to have even greater effect. As you said, 18 disposals, but uh, he was running up and he was getting some of the ball forward of the centre and then bombing it forward for us. So I thought he was really important on the night and, you know, he took his opportunity. He knows now when to go and provide a attacking option to drive the ball forward. So, yeah, he gets better, you know, year on year so far playing for the Bombers and really enjoying watching him play. I gave two votes to Phillips. Um, you know, again, his physicality was really important. And we all know Brody Grundy is such a great ruckman. Um, and he could have been really damaging. And just on that, I'd like to say, gee, the umps look after Grundy. Uh <laughs> I know our ruckmen tend to give away a lot of free kicks, but uh, I felt some of the ones called on Phillips during the night were very questionable, and he got none back. There was many times where Grundy would do the same thing, and they weren't called. But uh, yeah, I thought Phillips really took up the challenge of playing on probably the premier ruckman in the competition, 
and did a great job. And, you know, I truly hope John Worsfold and Ben Rutten uh, reward him by giving him another game next week. Yeah, and just on Phillips, James, like I loved hearing him talk after the game that he really wants to take that number one ruck, ruck position. Like, I thought that's fantastic for this bloke. I mean, he's he's been a bit of a journeyman. You've gone from GWS to Carlton and now to Essendon. And, you know, a lot of that you know, through injury or uh, just lack of opportunity, really, where um, obviously at Carlton, he was, he was probably there at the only time where Cruiser um, did play a number of games. Um, so he got limited opportunities. Um, so, uh, no, I'm really, really happy that he's got another chance with us and, yeah, it was great to see him uh, play well. Yeah, it was his 29th birthday, so yeah, he'll have a birthday to remember his first game in the red and black and performed a really good job. I gave three votes to Jordan Ridley. I really loved his game. Uh, as I said, his kicking efficiency is just so great, but I'm really interested in watching him uh, impact on contests. And you know, There's a number of times where he might not have taken the mark, but he had the opportunity to take a few marks, and if he wasn't marking them, he was pushing them forward and then running onto it. So uh, I thought he had a fantastic game, Jordan Ridley, and wanted to reward him with some votes. I gave four votes to Jake Stringer. Yeah, he was very important on the night. And his centre clearance work uh, it really gave us a bit of backbone, I thought. You know, there were a couple of times where players were fumbling, but Jakey would track the ball and, you know, do a U-turn and, you know, get the ball forward. And I think in the last term there was a classic part. It was around the well, half-back flank almost. And Jake tracked the ball, you know, did a bit of a U-turn and then just squared up, I think, Shield. And it was a really important kick. But it just looked like someone who has an aura about him who, Knew he could impact on the contest, so yeah, and that was on his left as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure, Jane. That was, yeah, uh, good it hit. was. Yeah, and, and like I said, his three goals were so important out of ten. You know, and um, the commentators mentioned that his set shot uh, last couple of years have been a little bit questionable. We all know he's missed a few. Uh, we'd probably hope he would have kicked, but I thought on the night, on a wet night. He kicked the ones that we needed, really needed him to kick, and he did it. And it's going to be really disappointing missing him going forward for the next few weeks. But I gave the five votes to Dylan Shield. I thought he was just brilliant, and his third and fourth quarters were just so important. And he is becoming like a premier midfielder for us. And, you know, we're paying him big money, but he's starting to deliver. And I felt his kicking's improved from last year. And let's face it, it had to. But, you know, he's he's just... Uh, he's probably a almost biggest-bodied midfielder, you know, in terms of muscle and speed. And um, I think him and Andy McGrath worked pretty well tonight, uh, pretty well in the night. And um, we know Zach Merritt's going to be coming back next week. So, you know, that's our big three that we want in there. Obviously, we'd love Heppel there as well. But, um, yeah, Dylan Shield, fantastic on the night. Yeah, definitely. Mate, would you like to give us the uh, the overall tally for the Don's Cast medal at the moment? No worries, James. So, uh, as of uh, round five now, so 
We've got one vote for Hooker, two votes for McKernan, three to Townsend, five to Smith and Phillips, seven to Merritt, nine to Jakey Stringer, ten to Langford, thirteen for Ridley, sixteen for McGrath, twenty-four to Sard, and Dylan Shield has taken the lead with twenty-six votes uh, as we stand right now. Yeah, well, um, we know it's not a Brownlow camp, but just for our purposes, it's quite interesting, isn't it? Uh, be a good way to set up the tally being so close. Um, and, uh, yeah, it looks like Sardi and Shield are starting to break away at the moment. So we'll see if later in the season if Andy McGrath and Zach Merritt can start to climb back up. And who knows, wouldn't it be great to see Jay Danaher Crawling <laughs> up later in the year. Bloody oath it would. All right, well, let's have a break and we'll go back to our feature of by the numbers. This should be interesting. Uh, after a win, it's going to be a lot, of, lot more fun, I think. You know, after last week, <laughs> you know, I've really had to stop myself, you know, because let's face it, we're not players and we, you know, we've never played for the Bombers. So, you always feel a little bit cheeky critiquing players when you, you know what I mean? Like you're just a spectator, but you know, we've got a great passion for the Bombers. So, uh, you know, I think we've watched many games of footy over the years. So when we make our observations, it's only done through our eyes. So I hope if anyone ever listened to it, they don't see it as a, as an opportunity to take a pot shot. It's definitely not there for that reason. It's more, just to critique the game, which is a game we love. So after the break, we'll come back with By the Numbers. You're listening to John's Cast, and a regular feature for us is By the Numbers. And Mate, why don't you start with Andy McGrath? Yeah, I thought he actually had a really good game. Probably unlucky to miss out on the votes. I thought, um, you know, some of his uh, movements in the in and around the contest where he just kept the ball going forward for us. He he laid four tackles uh, around the ground, got 19 disposals. Uh, so a very handy game from him. And one thing I was very pleased about was he didn't just slam it on the boot and try and kick over his shoulder. Um, hopefully he uh, heard that from a number of people and... Um, yeah, because I think that that really hurt us against Carlton. Um, so to be, you know, obviously a bit smarter with his ball use, uh, that was really good for us. So I thought it was a good game. How do you see it, mate? Yeah, I thought he had a good night. And as you say, he was unlucky to get votes. But I just think that, yeah, with Merritt and Heppel out, and we we're, were crying out for Sheil and McGrath to have big games. And we all know Sheil had a fantastic game, but McGrath was definitely serviceable. And he's a really good defensive midfielder as well, so I don't think the Pies got out and hurt us as much because of Andy's uh, due diligence to the role. And he's such an important player for us, and he's really building as a midfielder. Uh, and I think that you know, we've got a lot to look forward to with Andy McGrath. And I've said it a few times, but there's no doubt in my mind one day Andy McGrath will be captain of the Bombers. Uh, another player we we probably was talked about a lot before the game was Darcy Parrish. Again, he probably didn't get the biggest amount of time in the midfield, but 
He certainly started the game well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, obviously got that goal for us early, which is really handy. But look, again, probably didn't get that midfield time we've we've been crying out for. Um, I mean, obviously it worked for us on the night. We, we got the four points and you're always happy with that. But um, yeah, I think for Darcy, uh, he would be disappointed. He didn't get that run in the midfield is after, but in saying that, he did get around the contest uh, around the ground, like with the ball, um, sort of ball-ups or throw-ins from the boundary. He got a couple of clearances for us, which is good. Um, ended up with 12 disposals. So not a huge game, but um, definitely played his role, I thought. And um, yeah, how do you see it? Yeah, well, like you, I probably thought he'd probably get a few more minutes in the midfield. Uh, but what he did do around the ball was pretty good, I thought. And you know, his his hands are so good below his knees, as we know. And, um, you know, in a wet night, that was important. There's a couple of times where he really had to take possession of the ball, and he did so. Uh, and he, you know, he put a few forward uh, balls inside 50, which was good. So, uh, look, it feels to me like he's building. Uh, you know what I mean? Like he's, you know, apart from that big quarter in Sydney, he is getting fairly low position rate, but it's hard to have a constant uh, effect when you're playing out of a pocket or a half-forward flank. They can be like, you know, mystery spots, you know, where they don't come down very often. So uh, as long as Darcy applies, you know, it continues with the, with the task of playing, you know, uh, with the right attitude and not dropping his bundle, and I don't think he's done that. You know, he's, he's certainly not showing frustration on the field which is important so to me i think darcy um will get better as the season gets uh gets going and uh he might not get the midfield minutes we were hoping for but i just hope that he you know he's almost kicked a goal a game you know what i mean so he's if he can continue that out, output and then bide his time until he's required in the midfield and make every post a winner, I'm sure he'll get more midfield minutes. A player we gave votes to last week, uh, didn't have the same big role this week, but Kyle Langford, how did you see him? Yeah, I actually liked his game. I mean, he wasn't as impactful as he was last week, but I thought he's really solid for us, Kyle. I, he, he's just got that calm head about him, uh, doesn't rush his kicks, so... You know, he generally finds a good target for us. And he's he's shown he's, he's willing to put his body on the line. So, like that mark I talked about, you know, with three minutes to go in the game was really important for us. He he had to go and, and did. Um, so, I thought that was really good. So, he ended up with 16 disposals, uh, got a tackle, 289 metres gained. So, I think he had a pretty serviceable night and... Look, I think the the biggest thing he did that doesn't show up on the stat sheet, um, I think he actually limited the influence of of a Pendlebury. Um, I mean, he definitely wasn't as as huge in the night as as you might have seen in other games. Um, so, I, I think he definitely played a, a good role for us. Yeah, well, he's definitely maturing as a player. It's obvious, and again, it's going to be the growth of these kind of players. You know. Langford, Laverde, you know, Ridley, um, hopefully Redmond starts building into the season. There's a lot, number of players that, you know, have got a lot of depth um, and a lot of areas of improvement, but 
you can just tell their maturity is coming through and that's going to be important for us to go to the next level so yeah I thought Kyle was very very good in his role and as I said he's, he's not going to rack up 20-30 possessions but he will definitely um, take that mark when you need him to and so forth and yeah, his awareness, general awareness, you know, like, I think in the past he's been known to get caught in a tackle, like not being aware there's a tackler coming. He just seems a little bit more aware of his surroundings. So, yeah, I think Kyle's another one we can look forward to having a good year and perhaps building through that year. Uh, the next player was uh, Marty Gleeson. Ah, Devin Smith. I oh, Devin Smith. Mate. How can how can I miss <laughs> Devin Smith? Uh, Probably <laughs> Yeah, can't do that. Uh, Dev Smith. How did you see his game, mate? Yeah, I've, look, you talk about building. Um, he is definitely building into the season. Like he hasn't been the you know out and out brilliant player, but what he has done each and every game this year is put everything out there. Um, so he racked up thirteen possessions and. Yeah, made six tackles, uh, 208 metres gained. Um, a really serviceable game. But I think, I well, certainly my perception from watching the game, he's really had an impact on players like uh, Snelling. Um, you could just see when Snelling was tackling blokes, like Dev Smith would be right in there with him. And it's like they both went in there and like, you know, when you tackle someone, make them earn it. And... Um, yeah, I think he's definitely rubbing off on a few players where, you know, we saw that in 2018 where he was basically one of our only players that would, um, you know, get a bit of niggle around the ground. And I think he's taken a few players with him now where um, a few a few guys are getting into it. I mean, Townsend, we'll talk about later, um, is into it. So um, it's really good to see that um, our players are buying into that mentality to you know, make players hurt when you make a tackle. And, you know, those things, um, that pressure doesn't necessarily show up in a stat sheet, but um, I reckon the coaches definitely notice it. So I thought he had a, a pretty good game. What did you reckon, mate? Yeah, he's a ferocious tackler, as we all know. But he's just a smart footballer. You know, he knew the conditions on the night. And there's a couple of times he does a lot of depth kicks. I don't know if you noticed that, where he... Where he he deliberately drops the ball low, and this is what I talked about before the game. I hope Essendon learnt from last week. Instead of just bombing it high, you know, putting that ball on the ground and let the smaller players into it. I noticed he did that a number of times where he just dropped that ball and let it roll in, basically, into the forward line and hopefully get a, a bounce to favour one of our players. So, yeah, a real smart player. As you say, he's not racking up big numbers but he's not really playing you know midfield minutes either he's more playing on the half forward flank and you know a little bit of time on the wing so I think that um yeah, again I guess we could apply it to everyone this this season is strange for everyone um and it's probably harder to build into games when you know we're talking about 16 minute quarters and so forth so um yeah, obviously possession rates are going to be lower but I just love the tenacious side of him where he just wants to tackle people and bring them to ground and let them know they're playing the Bombers. So, yeah, good game by Dev Smith. 
Well, this time I can jump to Marty uh, Gleason, and I apologise to Devin Smith. How could I forget you, mate? But um, yeah, Marty Gleason. How did you see his game? I thought he was uh, serviceable without being huge. Um, look, obviously he's another guy who's still building into the season. hasn't played a, a lot of AFL footy uh, for quite a while, so it's good to see him back. He he did have a couple of runs there. Um, you know, particularly, I think it was in that fourth quarter where he, he ran off his man, uh, took the mark, and then, you know, basically ran through the centre of the ground to, um, you know, pump it towards our forward 50. So, like, he definitely still reads the play as well as he ever did. I think it's just getting that confidence uh, back in uh, no one went to go or, um, you know, went, no one went to hang back and defend. Um, he's... He's another really smart player for us. So, you know, had 11 disposals, uh, made two tackles. Uh, so definitely a, a serviceable game. Um, and, you know, definitely I don't um, don't remember him making too many huge errors. But, uh, yeah, what did you see of his game, Joe? Yeah, look, as I said, it wasn't a high-possession game. But, you know, when we've got players like Ridley, you can see... There's a focus by the opposition team, uh, sorry, by our own team to get the ball to Ridley. I don't know if you noticed that, but uh, they really were trying to get it to him. And those are probably balls that in the past that Gleeson may have got. Um, so I think Gleeson's just building into the season again. I, I, I keep using that word, but you know, when he's only played, what, this is his second game for the in the seniors for a long time, uh, of course, it's going to take some time to get some continuity and, you know, the players obviously uh, have got a focus to get the ball to Jordan Ridley, knowing how good a kick he is. But also, Adam Saad's probably our second option to get the ball to. So, uh, Marty's got to just learn when to go and get that free ball. And I think, uh, you know, Marty will be better for the run. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see, again, if he's another one with selection pressure, because... We all know Connor McKenna could come back and you can't have too many backmen. So it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting uh, team selection because uh, in the scratch match, I noticed Connor was mainly playing off half-back. So, yeah, Marty's got to keep working hard to keep his spot. But, again, he didn't let us down on the night. He didn't make any obvious big errors and he's definitely you know, working towards having a a successful return into the senior side. Uh, we've both lauded Dylan Shield, but anything else you want to add on Dylan's game? Because, again, he was brilliant. Uh, absolute gun. Very happy to have him in the team. Um, I think we've spoken about him enough, but no, did you have anything more to add, Jane? Uh, just to say that isn't it great to have a powerful running uh, centre player in Dylan Shield? And even though he was a little bit down last week, gee, did he make up for it this week. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just great to have him in the side. And, you know, he signed that big six-year deal. So there's only year two of that. So we've got many years to look forward to Dylan playing with the Bombers. Uh, the next player, we have discussed him already, but uh, David Zaharakis, that's just the two dis- uh, possessions. Um what else did you see in his game, mate? Anything, like, 
sometimes you can have an impact without actually having the ball. Did you notice anything like his tackling pressure and so forth? Yeah, and I think that's probably the difficulty. I'm sure the, the coaches will see his game a lot different than how we see it as fans. I mean, obviously we... We watch what the coverage is showing, and like I didn't see a lot of David Zaharakis on the night. So unless he was doing a sort of defensive role um, on a Collingwood player that might have had a influence on the uh, on the game, I, I can't be too sure. I wasn't looking for it, um, so don't have much more to add except to say uh, I hope he can lift. But um, yeah, what do you? What about yourself, mate? Yeah, well. Uh, again, we we have spoken to him, and, uh, spoken about him. Sorry, and I, I I think he's definitely capable of getting his season back on track. And yeah, you know, probably the most surprising thing for me on this is that, uh, yeah, especially when Zach Merritt's in there, um, you've got Devin Smith, you've got Dylan Shield, you've got Andy McGrath. You, you would think he'd be off the leash, you know, in terms of not having a a real tagger, so you think that the club's strategy could be to try and get him the ball a bit more, and um, you know he's he's quite a skilled player. So, um, but the club maybe knows where he's at, and maybe he is playing defensive roles that we're not we're not fully aware of. But uh, I think you know he's definitely going to face selection pressure, and you know. Uh, I said he's still got another year to go after this year on in his contract, so we don't want him to fall off the edge and uh, be paying a guy who isn't in completion in competition with the um with the side. So I, I just hope he's just out of form and he's going to find a bit a bit later in the year. So um, let's hope Zaka can lift. Uh, another player we've spoken about a little bit was uh, Arazio Fantasia, uh, being played off the halfback flank on the night. How did you find him? Yeah, as I said earlier, James, like, I think it's actually quite a smart move to get him off the halfback. Um, you know, he's definitely finding the footy um, quite good and has starting to sh- you know show his bit of skill, a bit of a shimmy here and there, and uh, getting the footy going forward. And I'm actually uh, pretty happy that. Like while he's such a slightly built bloke, uh, he doesn't seem to be afraid of the contest. He doesn't mind throwing his body around, so um, that's really pleasing to see. So, look, he's not getting huge numbers. He's not doing massive runs and um, you know, hundred bounces down the wing or anything like that. But he is getting involved in the contest, and I think that'll definitely help him uh, get more involved in the game, uh, build some momentum, and um, really get firing into the season because uh, there will be games where where we need him. Um, you know, not saying we didn't need him this game, but there'll be games where we just need a line breaker to, um, to get us going and uh, perhaps kick a couple of goals for us. So I think these games will be definitely great to make sure he's, uh, he's building into the season and can really hit his straps when we need him most. How did you see him, Jane? Yeah, like I said, it was an interesting role he played. On that halfback flank, and I thought, especially in the third and fourth quarters, I really noticed him, uh, you know, striving to get to every contest. And you know, he, I thought he did quite a good job. And more importantly, I think coming up, like you think he's played two games this year, and both times in wet, dewy conditions. 
I think he might be a player that would love to go out to Queensland and yeah. you know, we might see him um, push forward again because we know how damaging he can be around the goals. So, yeah, I think on a wet, dewy night, probably wasn't his go to be playing as a forward. So I thought it was a good move by the club to play him off the half-back flank. But I think he ultimately his best work is done in the forward line. And hopefully uh, the Queensland son uh, is really kind to him. Well, another player we've spoken about who had a great game was Jordan Ridley. Uh, I gave him votes. What about yourself, mate? How did you see him? Yeah, look, he was, he was very stiff not to get votes from me because he, he had a really great game. I mean... 18 disposals, and as you say, like he's really recognised now for being one of our dependable kicks. Um, you know, the clubs obviously recognise that, and the players obviously recognise that out on the field. So um, he just reads the play so well. He's he's really good disposal. I thought he had a, a really good game and really killed a, a number of entries to Collingwood's forward line on the night. Um, so yeah. You know, he laid three tackles as well, so um, really good. And then, like, in addition to that, he gained, like, 374 metres for us going going into our forward line. So really important player for us. And, look, as his body develops, um, I think he will be a really scary prospect. So, yeah, really good game from Rids on the night. Um, yeah, what did you have to add, Jane? Yeah, yeah, again, uh, probably said... Uh, pretty much everything I, I can say about him. He, he's just a, such an improving player and, as I said, uh, he's just a, a great player to watch and he's going to be fun to watch. I think he's going to be a really important player as the Bombers go forward. Uh, now, a player didn't get many stats, but I thought he was important from a structure point of view. And as you say, he worked really hard. I thought Jaden Laverde, without getting much of the ball, played a really important role in the night. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that was really pleasing uh, from from mine just watching it is, like, where he's if he's played forward or something like that, what it what has happened in previous games is you know he'll have like a really good five minutes, um, and then basically go missing for the rest of the game. Whereas in this game, look, no, he didn't get huge numbers, but he made a huge amount of contests. Um, so. You know, if he'd taken a number of those marks, um, you know, he, he really showed that he could be a lot more damaging. And, you know, he's, again, one that hasn't played uh, a lot of AFL footy recently. I think he's he's definitely got the talent for us. We we know he he he's such a, a strongly built bloke and can be a like a really great athlete. And, um, look, while, while we'll really miss uh, Jakey Stringer, I'm I'm actually really hopeful that Lav can see this as his opportunity to stamp his authority and um, win a position uh, in the forward line um, because, you know, he's definitely got the skills for it. Um, and this game, you know, he'll be better for the run where maybe next game he'll, he'll have shaken off the rust and maybe will take some of those grabs that he was flying for but it was just good to see he was um, getting into the contests, you know, laying a few tackles. So, um, yeah, I thought quite a serviceable game from Jaden. How do you see it, Jane? Yeah, well, as I said, structure-wise, I thought he was really important. Probably one thing I noticed that he needs to work on a little bit 
And there was one play that frustrated me with him is, well, he got the ball in around the half-back flank, and it was late in the game, and he had a chance to handball it so we could get a forward play, but the handball was just totally off and went straight out of bounds. And you know, for a moment there, the way the, the umpire was uh, officiating, I thought, oh, they're going to pay this as deliberate almost because that's what it looked like. It looked like he deliberately um, stuffed up the handball, to so to speak. So, um, yeah, just little things like that. Uh, obviously, it was a wet night, so you know, it may have just been an error, but I think if he does the things like the little things right... You become a better player, and yeah, I take your point. He has been a player who, you know, he would kick two or three goals early in the match, and then you wouldn't see him for, you know, the rest of the game almost. Like he became like a, a hidden man. But um, I thought on the night, without clunking those marks, he actually brought the ball to ground, and he helped players like, you know, Snelling and AMT, and uh, to a lesser extent Townsend. Uh, keep the ball within our 50-metre line. So, yeah, really important role without dominating, obviously, was uh, Jaden Laverty. Uh, Michael Hurley, uh, he had a great return to form after uh, a game where we probably questioned him a little bit after the Carlton game. But, yeah, I thought he was really important and he did play like a captain on the night. Yeah, he did. Um, just really... Um, yeah, I suppose he's used to saying leading from the front, but he led from the back. He, um, yeah, just as we usually say, he's real general for us. So uh, structured our defence quite well. And as I sort of mentioned earlier, I thought he gave Myacek a bath. He, um, yeah, <clears throat> Myacek really didn't have an impact on the game, which was really handy for us because while Myacek mightn't be a, um, uh, you know, a freakishly talented player one thing he is is a is a dead eye dick if he gets the footy he'll generally kick a goal so it was really good for Hurley to keep him quiet as well as um, launch the ball out for us uh, from our back 50. Yeah I think one of our criticisms of Hurley's last week was his kicking can be a little bit off and uh, I thought he was a bit more assured on the night he there was one kick that he seemed to bugger up and I thought it was going to be really costly <laughs> but um, yeah he I thought his kicking was alright on the night um, and he's such an important player and I think the players really look up to him so it's been uh, pleasing and I noticed that with Heppel out uh, Michael Hurley's been the one nominated to you know toss the coin and so forth so obviously they're giving Hurley a bit of a captain's run so to speak to um, make it his team. Another player, who, um, again, not big possession numbers, but we've talked about seven tackles on the night and the way he tackles with his rugby rugby league background. Uh, Jacob Townsend, how did you see him? Yeah, as I said earlier, I was really happy with his game. Like his his pressure acts, his tackles um, was just fantastic to see, and I thought it was um, great that, like I mentioned earlier, but that tackle on Moore. Uh, it was late in the game when Collingwood really coming for us. Uh, so to make that tackle and then like kick the goal, that really gave us that bit of breathing space we de- desperately needed at that stage in the game. So I, I thought it was really good for us. Um, so again, one of those games where you know, 
he only got the six disposals, but I thought his impact on the night was was really important for us. So, yeah, I'd say a decent game from from Jacob Townsend. Yeah, definitely, and um, yeah, just the way he sets up, it, it, it's uh, I guess you could call it premeditated tackling because you just see him and he's got this staunch uh, way he tackles where he just drops his head and it's just you know almost like a lunge forward and you know you just know if you get caught in one of those you're gonna feel it so yeah really good game for Jacob and I'm glad that he he got a goal uh, for the for his efforts on the night and I think he'll keep his spot even though he doesn't get high numbers I think uh, that's what truck wants uh, we saw high number of tackles between uh, Townsend, uh, AMT, Snelling, these little blokes, uh, keeping the ball in the forward, like trying to lock it in there. So I think that's how, uh, with Carousella and Rutten, that's how they envision us playing forward. But I think the reason it didn't happen last week was just, just too many kicks turned over uh, with high kicks. Uh, I hope the club learns that if you don't have a key position target, you need to keep the ball lower and make it harder for the opposition to get the ball rather than just turning it over and giving it to them to set up. So, yeah, I think the club learned as a whole a lot more from that Carlton loss. Yeah, just uh, on that tackling technique, James, it's a bit reminiscent of the water boy. (laughs) Definitely. Um, Well, player you gave best on ground to was Jake Stringer. And we all know Jakey got injured, but uh, anything more you want about Jake's game? Yeah, so, yeah, real disappointed he got injured, but um, he was just a beast for us on the night. Um, you know, smashing blokes with his body. Uh, you know, he laid the seven tackles, and yeah, I reckon when you get tackled by Jake Stringer, you're going to feel it. And to kick those three goals, again, from set shots, which... Uh, he's he's really improved in that. Uh, we've sort of mentioned it in previous rounds as well. So, um, look, while he only got the 10 disposals, I thought his impact on the game was huge. Yeah, and I know it's only a small thing, but since Jake's got here, uh, he's led our goal-kicking both years. So uh, <laughs> I think it's a little bit unfortunate because he's probably in front of our goal-kicking at the moment, but he's going to miss a chunk of footy. So, yeah, poor Jakey... Um, Maybe three times will be a bit difficult, but I, I thought he was immense on the night and really important for us. And uh, let's hope Jakey gets better as soon as possible because we all love to see that number 25 running around for us. Uh player you gave votes to in Kale Hooker was a great return to form, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like he, He's just such a, a great defender down there and uh, took the job of big Mason Cox and uh, yeah, wore him like a glove. He was... Played fantastic and really got uh, even a bit dangerous for us in that uh, third and fourth quarter where he uh, just really asserted his dominance down there, took some big grabs, um, made some big punches and yeah, just a, um, just great to see him uh, return to form and look to be moving really freely, which is very pleasing to see. How do you see it, Jane? Yeah, I really loved his game and uh, Kale's been a great bomber. He's a, he's a real good player for us. And as I said, he, he did look a little bit like he was struggling with age last week. You know, really, uh, Kasbolt took him to the cleaners, I thought. and um, Yeah, 
I'd love to see Kale. You know, he's just got such great hands, hasn't he? Like there was a couple of really important marks in that game, and especially late in the match. And uh, I think we've both been calling for him to play forward, but he's just so reliable down back, and I can see why the club's persisting with him down there. And um, I, I don't think they're in any rush to throw him forward, so maybe that opens the door for a James Stewart to come in as that forward. But, um, yeah, Kyle Hooker, great return to form, and yeah, great to see him back in the best for the Bombers. Uh, Mason Redmond. Uh, now, look, he, he's been a player that I would have thought would have been you know, really building into one of our elite players. But he's uh, struggled to... He's obviously doing his best to um, play a defensive role, but he's not getting out as much as I, I would have thought the club would have liked him to. I think he only had was it 10 or 11 possessions on the night. Yeah, he had eight, eight disposals in all, James, and only laid the one tackle. But I think, like you were mentioning before, like um, the team really do look to, you know, a Jordan Ridley or a, a Saad to to take the ball out of the back line for us, and that's obviously going to take disposals away from blokes like Redman and and Gleeson. Um, he was a bit down on the night. I'm not sure if he's carrying something, um, but you know, it'll it'll never be through lack of effort for Mason. Um, so, I mean, look, he didn't have a, a great game, but uh, definitely didn't make any howlers either. He had a horror start, didn't he? He, um, <laughs> he was playing on Stevenson, and, and Stevenson kicked the first two goals, uh, both on the boundary. Um, I, I saw Mason drop his head a bit, and he's probably thinking, God, what's happened now? How, how's this to a start of a game? Like That has to rock your confidence. But uh, as I said, I, I think he's... Still going to be a really important player for us. Uh, and he may need to take his footy to the wing. You know what I mean? I, you know, with David Zaraka slow on input, um, output, I should say, I, I could see if, if they do make the decision that Zaraka's went out of the side, I could see Redmond being moved up to the wing because he's got a really long kick and quite a damaging kick. And it might free him up to find some of his own footy. Uh, with Connor McKenna coming back, you know that that may be an option. Yeah, that's a good call. I was about to say that, Jane. Like, you know, if you put Connor McKenna on the half back and Red is on the wing, or even if they chopped out for each other, um, because even like around the ground, like one of the things we really love about Redmond is his toughness around the contest. He doesn't mind throwing himself in there. So, um, you know, that could allow him to get a fair bit of the footy. You know, even some clearances for us if. If we chuck him in the midfield, so um, he's definitely got all the tools. Yep, down in the night, but he'll be better for the run. Definitely, uh, a player that had a huge night on the, I, I felt, Braden Ham. Uh, it was a great performance, wasn't from him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, as we mentioned before, like ran up and down the wing all game. Um, yeah, got some important touches for us, particularly late. Um, you know, a few handballs, a few kicks into our forward line to really lock it in there. Uh, was was really good to see, and you know he just ran and ran all day long, uh, providing options and um, yeah, you know, four hundred and twenty meters gained for him. That's that's a huge effort, and the fifteen disposals as well, playing off a wing. Yeah, I, th- I thought he had quite a good game. Yeah, I loved his confidence, uh, especially late in the game. He he was just 
<laughs> yeah, really taking the pies midfielders on. There's a couple of times where, you know, it was him and basically two other Collingwood players or three other Collingwood players, and he actually pushed through and burst and actually got out the other side and, you know, penetrated the ball forward. So that was really pleasing to see. And I know the club's got high wraps on him. Uh, you know, he's he's got a huge tank, so he, he can run all day. And he's going to be a bomber that's going to put a lot of smiles on our faces, I think, uh, over the next decade. Uh, now, with Tom Bellchambers uh, managed on the night, it was a huge great game, already spoken about, but Andrew Phillips had a great game, didn't he? Yeah, absolutely. It was huge, and he's what we've been calling out for, someone to help out around the ground and really um, help out our, our team um, compete for longer periods in the game because as we've sort of mentioned previously like with Bell Chambers he's he doesn't seem match fit so he's tended to labour uh, as a lame as the game wears on so like Phillips just ran and ran all day long um, had some really important touches and some some really smart moves by him like even if he was getting beaten at the tap out by Grundy he'd still find a way to impact the contest and Really smash into Grundy and uh, make him earn every kick. I thought so. Um, yeah, I mean, I, to get five tackles, thirteen hitouts, eleven disposals. I thought he he battled really well, and yeah, I mean, we both gave him votes. So uh, had a very good night. Uh, what more do you have to say, Jane? Yeah, I was just found it really pleasing, and I think it shows. Um, and and again, trying to be respectful here, but. Tom Bell Chambers, you just haven't seen him around the ground at all. And what a huge difference it was to see uh, the Ruckman being involved in the contest. You know, I think uh, Bell Chambers hasn't taken a mark all year. Now, that's pretty damning, even if you have only played three games. But not to have taken a mark is huge. And as you mentioned, he, Phillips took a big mark in that, uh, was it the last quarter? Uh, against Mason Cox or the third quarter and um, as I said his effort was just so noticeable and the only thing that concerned me after the game Warsfold was asked by a commentator uh, for comment on um, the play of Phillips and I thought uh, Warsfold's answer was really well, underwhelming basically he basically said oh we don't pick players to come in and you know, be game breakers or anything like that and I don't know, it just didn't, you know, I felt there was an opportunity for him to give him a bit of praise, and I'm sure he will without having the media around, but to me, like, I would be trying to give my players confidence, and I'm a bit surprised that, you know, he missed that opportunity of giving him a little bit of high praise, and who knows what that does to a player's psyche. Yeah, well, I think he was he was up and about all night, so I don't think it'll impact him too much and I really hope he gets given an extended opportunity because he's definitely earned it in my my view. Yeah, well, another improved player, probably a player who was really struggling, it looked like on the stat sheet at least, in Will Snelling, but gee, he was brilliant on the night and he worked very hard, I noticed, in our back 50. So he was almost playing as a little bit of a on-ball role it seemed. And he seemed to really uh, enjoy that. And, yeah, we saw his forward 50 entries, fantastic kicking by him, hit the target. 
which is surely uh, lacking for the Bombers at times. So that showed the skill he has. And you know, we all know about that bogus free kick that was paid against him for a dangerous tackle, which is recognised now as being wrong. Well, we all knew that on the night. But, yeah, I, I thought he was really good. And, you know, as you said earlier, I ate a bit of a humble pie on that one because I had been calling for him to maybe be out of the side. So I can see why the club stuck with him. Yeah, definitely. So... Like he had 16 disposals on the night, which is huge in itself, but had six tackles uh, and, you know, four clearances, would you believe? Um, yeah, for, for a bloke uh, like Will Snelling. And look, ever since we've picked him up in that mid season draft last year, um, he's just put his best foot forward and done everything he could. And he's another one of those players, like even, yeah, in, that, in the final last year. He could walk off the ground uh, holding his head high. Like he, he did everything to, um, you know, really try and get us over the line that game. But obviously, um, you know, it didn't work out for us. And and in this game, uh, he's put everything out there. So um, yeah, whether it was the the really classy forward entries, uh, the pressure around the footy, um, yeah, he was really really important for us and. Um, good on him for um, for getting his his crack at the AFL, and he's he's definitely uh, taken it with both hands, and he's not going to die wondering, that's for sure. Uh, that's right. So uh, good on you, Will Snelly. Next one is uh, Adam Saad. Again, he's been so dependable for us. I think he's got boats nearly every game, so and it shows his consistency and just his application to the task. He's a brilliant backman and. You know, he provides a lot of run for us as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, racked up the 18 disposals on the night. Uh, two tackles, uh, took four grabs and uh, even got a clearance for us, um, which is uh, good to see. So he's he's just so important for us. Like even the things that don't show up on the stat sheet, like the, the fist here and there or um, a bit of pressure around the footy, um, you know, to make uh, the Collingwood players rush their kicks and, it's it's things like that that have a real impact uh, on the game, and he just brings it in spades. Um, so, yeah, again, this week, as I sort of mentioned earlier, um, he was really good all game, but particularly late when, when Collingwood were coming for us, he uh, just made that, that big spoil uh, to stop Collingwood's run there. And, you know, again, he's just Mr. Dependable uh, and loved his game. How do you see it, James? Yeah, uh, can't say much more. He's, as I said, so consistent. And, you know, uh, I can only hope the Bombers are working very hard to get that contract signed because he's such a great player for us. And at this stage, I can see him really pushing towards uh, being one of the All-Australians. Um, you know, he's one of the best uh, halfback flankers, back pocket players in the league, and you'd think that would be recognised soon. Another player that I nearly gave votes to, I loved his endeavour on the night, and he's probably had a tough start to the season, but AMT, he was just fantastic. He, his effort to you know try and get tackles, and I think he got seven of his own anyway, and you know, kicked a couple of goals, and you know, I thought it was a really important night. On a night that typically... Um, you know, we don't envision small forwards liking, you know, when it's that wet and, and um, you know, the ball's that greasy. But 
Uh, he had such an imp- impact on the night, and I thought um, Anthony McDonald, Tippy, Tipper Wundy, had a great game. Yeah, definitely. And one thing I really liked about his game, James, I don't know if you noticed, but he really used his body to crash into blokes uh, all night. So, I mean, one thing that um, I suppose, like a lot of small forwards, um, Waller's been, uh, I suppose, um, guilty of is coming, like, falling out of the game. Uh, for periods of time, so even in this game, like while he wasn't getting the footy at periods, he was still smashing into Collingwood players. Like there were a few times there where I thought, "Geez, I wouldn't like to be that bloke," because uh, he's just a ball of muscle, uh, Tipper. So when he crashes into you, you're definitely going to feel it. So I've seen a few Collingwood players winded on the night, and um, I reckon you, know, you talk about impact. I reckon there's a, a McDonald Tip Woody shaped impact in a few. Collingwood players ribs um, today, so uh, and then yeah to kick two goals, uh, got the ten disposals in the end, um, could have kicked out third as well, uh, and uh, yeah the seven tackles, just um, a really good game from Tipper, uh, got the two clearances as well, so very very good game, and you know most other nights had to get him votes, but uh, it was just a real team performance today, so. Um, yeah, did you did you have anything else to add there, Jane? Well, I just noticed uh, I wanted to give him a little bit of props. He really worked up the ground too to apply that pressure, uh, especially late in the game. You saw him working right up to the wing and even a couple of times up near the half-back line. So that means he's pushed forward just to keep applying pressure. And he certainly looks a lot fitter, I think. Uh, I, I don't know how he's um, been training during that the corona downtime, but... I don't know, he just seemed to be running really well across the ground. And as I said, he he hit the wings with his pressure. And uh, that, that's a long way from the forward pocket, if you know what I mean. So, And he was still had some juice to um, make an impact when the ball came forward our way. So um, you don't want to see a player run ragged and, and have nothing left. And uh, even late in the uh, last quarter, he was still working very hard. So says to me, he's quite fit. Yeah, one thing I did see during that uh, break in the season, James, was because his his mum really helps uh, with his fitness and she took him out to the sand dunes, so he's doing a lot of sand dune running. Um, So I reckon that's obviously uh, put him in a lot of good stead. And I think even his body shape has changed slightly. Like he just seems to be a bit bit leaner uh, and really be able to run on top of the ground, uh, if you know what I mean. So um, whereas before, like he's, he's sort of had that... Uh, that that body that's real sort of stocky, um, but um, nah. Now that he's he's leaned up a bit, um, and he's he's got a bit more run. Uh, I think he definitely saw the fruits of that today. Oh, well, yesterday. Yeah, definitely. So one on AMT, and last. Uh, oh no, it's not last. We've got a, play, a couple of players to go. <laughs> um, Sean McKernan, uh He had a quiet night, but uh, you know, again, structure wise, he's important to us. Uh, he probably missed his opportunity a couple of times to have a go at goal. I think in the, was it the last quarter where one went off the side of the boot when you know, it might have been late in the third. But we needed him to apply some scoreboard pressure, and you know he went off the side of the boot and out of bounds on the full. So uh, with Sean McKernan, we know we can get the best and uh, sometimes the worst in some of his actions, but. Um, 
Yeah, look, he didn't have a big night, but I thought he's still important to the structure of the side. Yeah, I think you're right, James. Because, you know, watching the match, um, you know, it just seemed like he had more of an impact than what you see on the stat sheet. I mean, five disposals, uh, like obviously a goal included there. And uh, it just felt like he had a bit more of an impact. So I think he did get around the ground for us. And I think what he does do is present us with a target. So even if he isn't taking those those grabs, um, he's getting to the contest and at least getting the ball down uh, to our smaller guys to uh, rove off him. So I think, yeah, as you said, like it wasn't a big game for him. Uh, he didn't have a didn't have a massive night, but uh, I don't think he he lost any fans. Um, I think he yeah definitely kept plugging away and will be better for the run. Yeah, no, look, it wasn't a great night for uh, marking, uh, you know, with the the wet weather and so forth. So uh, he's another player that's going to enjoy going up to Queensland, I think. And another do- debutant uh, we should talk about is Mitch Hibbard, who made his debut for the Bombers. Uh, he's obviously got a bigger body. You notice that out in the ground. Um, obviously, I thought early he, he made a few fumbles, and that might have been due to the bad weather, but... I thought he looked a little, lot more sure as the game went on. Yeah, definitely. I actually quite liked his game. Um, you know, looking at him on the ground, he's a, he's a big unit. So I actually saw him a, a few times, like he'd, he'd go into the contest and use his body uh, to, to good effect, I thought. And, um, you know, the one thing I really liked about him, so we got him to the club as a, as a bigger body midfielder, but he actually... Um, Ran around quite a lot down the back line, assisting our blokes there, and was pretty important in a couple of plays, particularly in the third quarter, where he just provided a bit of run um, and I suppose a, a chop out for for our backs there, so we could get the ball in our terms again when uh, when Collingwood started coming for us. So look, he, you know, he racked up the ten disposals on the night. Um, you know, got a got his own clearance, so he would have been happy with that as a midfielder. So I, th- I thought he seemed a real promising player. And, um, you know, his first game in the MCG, first game in the red and black, um, yeah, I, th- I thought he did quite well. I think, you know, obviously with blokes like um, Connor McKenna coming back and um, Zachy Merritt coming back, I th- he'll I definitely see him as a victim um, there where he didn't have a, a bad night at all. Um, but I, I don't see him holding his spot um, for next week. But he'd definitely be one we're taking up to Brisbane and might be, uh, you know, wouldn't be without getting a chance. How do you see his game, James? Yeah, as I said, uh, one thing we talked about, a point of difference, and his point of difference is quite a you know, tall, strong-bodied midfielder. And uh, when we talk about, you know, we've got Dylan Shield, we've got Andy McGrath, Zach Merritt, with Heppel out, I certainly feel there's a opportunity for him. Um, you know, it's, as you said, Zach Merritt's coming back, so that's another midfielder in. So um, one thing I've noticed clubs don't relatively do that often is bring a player in and quickly drop them. So it's going to have to be a decision for the club. But yeah, I could see him holding his spot. I, I, as I said, it's, um, it is a point of difference for us, like, him and Kyle Langford, you know, are going to be similar heights, and you know, Hibbert's probably a little bit more 
uh, stronger in terms of body stature. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way the club goes. Hibbard's going to be a good depth player, if nothing else. Well, that's a by-the-numbers feature. Uh, why don't we have a break, and when we come back, we'll do our long-range predictions for the side to be named on Thursday. You're listening to Don's Cast, and as we wrap up the show, let's uh, look ahead uh, for the side to be named. How many changes have you got, mate? Well, it'll be interesting, Jamie, because obviously with a winning side, uh, you tend not to make too many changes, or you, you try not to anyway. But, um, yeah, obviously the, the one big change, the forced out, is uh, Jakey Stringer. Uh, he'll come out with the injury there, which is... Um, yeah, real, real tough to see because he was uh, really playing good footy for us. Um, and the other out, which I think will happen, is is Mitch Hibbert. I mean, I get what you mean there. Like it's, um, uh, you know, you don't often bring a bloke in just to drop him again. But I think when you've got blokes like Connor McKenna and Zach Merritt uh, to come into the side, something has to give. And I think Mitch Hibbert will... Um, make way there, particularly if you want to keep uh, blokes like Jaden Laverde and um, uh, and Mason Redman in the side, perhaps make some structural differences there. Because I guess one thing I don't see is them dropping Zaharakis. Um, while I guess as fans we can get frustrated uh, at the lack of output, um, he's still in the leadership group. He can be a damaging player for us. So I think the club will probably stick fat with him. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, while I think uh, Conor McKenna and Zach Merritt will come in and you'll see uh, Mitch Hibbert and Jackie Stringer uh, come out of the side. How do you read it, mate? Yeah, like, yeah, I think Merritt and McKenna are definitely going to come in. So... And obviously we know Jake Stringer's definitely out. So it's finding that other player to come out as well. And uh, it's interesting to see, like, will the club stick with Zaharakis? Um, I think we're both in the camp. They probably will. So I think the player that might miss out might be Marty Gleeson. So um, it'll be a tough call on him because he's done nothing wrong to, um, you know, to be uh, omitted, but I think, like with McKenna playing the same kind of role, and probably has a bit more dash and dare, and the club will love that up in Queensland. I think uh, McKenna could definitely take his spot down back, and obviously uh, with Merritt coming in, um, obviously Jake's going to be out. Now the other change that you could possibly make if you were going to drop a Hibbard is. Do you structure up a bit more and bite the bullet and bring in a James Stewart? Now, I know Stewart's only just coming out of quarantine, so it's probably not the best um, uh, build-up to a game. But, you know, in warmer weather, you'd think, uh, you know, he may be a good target to have, especially with Jake not there no longer. Um, we don't really address another forward line option. So... If a uh, Hibbard was to miss, uh, 
Um, yeah, maybe you could bring in a James Stewart, and then you'd have like your two focal points up forward would be uh, Stewart and also McKernan. And um, yeah, obviously you've got your fleet-footed uh, players in Snelling, Fantasia, AMT uh, up forward, and Townsend. So to me, that's a pretty good structure. But obviously, it'd be very hard to drop Hibbard uh, only playing one game and then straight out. But it really depends how the coaches want to structure this team up. Um, yeah, I don't see any other players that could maybe drop out. And I heaven to bid, uh, heavens to bid. Uh, I hope this doesn't happen. How deflating would it be if Phillips was dropped for Bell Chambers? Uh, how would you read that, mate? Uh, it'd be extremely disappointing. Like he he played a, a super match, and look to be honest with you, there we've got. Uh, well, at this stage, the doggies next week, and that's the um, north actually. Ah, oh, it's north, so we've they've changed it around for the for the hub. Yeah, situation. I think we play north next week. So we've got a, a Goldstein running around. I've got to say on that, mate, just quickly, I, I've got to say on probably Goldstein's probably a better matchup for Bell Chambers. Um, but I certainly don't want Phillips dropped. Don't read me wrong. But, I mean, we all read that Bell Chambers was never going to go with Grundy. We just knew that would be a massacre. Um, where a Bell Chambers could go with a Goldstein. Um, but, as I said, it would be very... Disappointing to see Phillips out of the side after the job he did on Friday night. Yeah, definitely. So, look, I hope he keeps his spot. I think he, he definitely fought hard all night and deserves to to maintain that ruck position. Uh, so, be very disappointed to see Bell Chambers come in, um, you know, purely you know, off, off reputation. Yeah, that's right. So, well, as I said, it's always intriguing selection. Uh because so many times, especially I think a lot of Bomber fans would agree, the obvious changes aren't made. And, uh, you know, sometimes we all think this is going to happen. And, you know, especially under the Warsfold regime, regime, sorry, um, it seems like he's almost defiant the way that he does his team selection. And I know it's not just him. There's a, a squad of selectors, but you'd think he'd have a big say on that. Um I feel like we've been a bit too forgiving at times, and um, I, I would hope that when we're picking sides, we we make a pressure that you have to have an impact on the game, or, or you, you're going to find yourself out if you have too many down games. Obviously, to go against that, uh, we're obviously calling for players like Snelling and perhaps Townsend and Ham, who probably didn't have great games the week before, and they all played very well this week so again the selectors have much more data than what we do but um yeah I, i'd like to build a culture where it's really difficult to keep your spot on the side if you don't perform yeah that's that's a good point there jame and and just on performing i know like if you don't perform well there's no vfl uh, at the moment um but we did see the scratch match um that went on and like i only saw the highlights from the um from the from the game that the club put up on the website, and uh, yeah, it was actually really interesting to see because you know Mozzie looked like he's building a a bigger body there while maintaining his pace and attack on the footy. And look, I I, I didn't actually mind his his new do looks uh looks to suit him. Um, and as you as you mentioned, so 
Connor McKenna looks really quick and had some great disposal. Like bringing it into the forward line with great speed was was brilliant. So I'd love to see him back in the side next week against North. Um, Ned Kale, I thought um, he looked a beautiful kick of the footy and looks like a really smart player who just keeps on getting involved in the game. And uh, Guelphie again, he was just his at his dependable. Um, game, like giving us plenty of run and kicked a pretty classy goal off a mark. Um, and that Henry Crawford we brought in uh, with that last, last rookie selection, he actually looks you know, a bit of a likely type and took some good grabs and he's a he's a huge unit. He's a good size for a Ruckman um, and kicked a great goal after sort of faking the Collingwood player uh, playing on and then kicking truly from about 40 out. Um, yeah, so it's it's those sorts of plays and um, that'll create that competition for spots, which which I think you're right, James. Uh, they're the things that make players want to push harder to keep their spot in the 22, uh, and it's really important if you want to be a successful side. And pleasingly, uh, I did read uh, this talk. Joey's not that far away. Um, I hope it's not like chasing tomorrow when tomorrow never comes. But I mean. I did hear within two weeks he could be playing a scratch match, so uh, that would be really pleasing to see. Um, and there's talk about him potentially going up to Queensland with us, so you'd think if he's going to do that, he's definitely going to be aiming to play a, a some kind of game in a scratch match or something like that within the next two weeks. So that's exciting and something to look forward to. Absolutely. Well, that's a wrap, I think. Um, you know, it's always great to do these shows after a win, especially a win against the the filth or the scum or whichever way you, way you want to call them. But well, whoever they are, I don't like them. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great to beat them. And, um, yeah, I, as I said, it's great to watch the Bombers win. And with that, I'll say go Dons. Go Bombers.